I run a business. I'm awesome. Have you seen my eyes? He does have really good eyes. He's like a kid wearing his dad's business suit and he's like, take me seriously. <laughs> so true. Boone is just two toddlers on top of each other. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Lost Podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have far too much knowledge regarding things that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite type of pizza is cheese because I'm boring. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite type of pizza is poutine pizza, because that's a thing that exists in Canada, and I'm sorry for the rest of the world that they don't get it. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest this week, Meta! Yay! Meta is a friend of mine in real life. Wow. Whoa. Talk about you. All right. Well, my name is Meta, and I'm 21, and I was born and raised in the Netherlands, and now I live in Hinton, Alberta, because it's really fun. And <laughs> I study film in Red Deer with Robin. Yay! And, well, I've only seen up to this episode, so that's going to be interesting. Yay! This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, because I started watching when you guys announced that you were going to do a podcast about it, and then... I talked to Robin about the show a lot, and she was like, you just got it. So, I did. Yeah. So, I don't have much of a, like, bond with the show yet. I like the cinematicness of it and the well-thought-out storyline, and I'm excited to see what happens, and there's a lot of questions that hopefully will be answered along the road sometime. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, some. <laughs> <laughs> And up to this point, Locke is my favorite character, because he's just super interesting and smart, and he's hard to read, and especially in the past few episodes, he seems that, like, he's he's attracted to vulnerable characters, but n he doesn't let himself be vulnerable, Ooh. so right. I it's just interesting to me. Like, things like in this episode where he, he talks to Jack while he's going kind of crazy and he he talks to Walt a lot which is a kid and stuff like that so it's interesting to me that he has those two sides and uh and that's about it that's a great oh, read on lock what's your favorite type of pizza oh yeah Hawaiian because I like to make half the population of the world angry I guess, <laughs> <laughs> guess freaking so yep so much discourse but it's such a good pizza I know I also love pineapple on pizza I'm so sorry rest of the world okay if it's honest I, actually that's probably not my favorite pizza but my favorite pizza is probably going to make more people question me and my taste in pizza because i used to work at a restaurant and the cook would make me a pizza and i basically one time just ordered a cheese pizza with pineapple on it because i didn't <laughs> like to eat the ham and then he was like okay but to balance off the pineapple you got to put onions on it so i literally just sometimes what? eat a cheese pizza with onions and pineapples added so if you like pineapples oh on pizza, try a cheese pizza with pineapple and onions, and maybe you'll like it. I oh have my goodness. never heard of that in my life. I did not see that coming. <laughs> no, that, that, that's why I was like, I'll just go with the wine. But there you go, now you have it anyway. I love it. So you may have noticed that our format has changed a little bit, mostly because the, the shows were just getting too long. So we are going to cover one episode 
per podcast from now on, starting with this one. And uh, today we have words to say about episode 105 of Lost White Rabbit. Yay! Yay! I'm excited to be here, you guys. Me too. So a little bit of some stuff about White Rabbit. So the title is White Rabbit, and it is a reference to Alice in Wonderland, obviously. And there's Whoa. another Jack episode uh, later down the line that is called Through the Looking Glass. It's a season three finale, and it's also Alice in Wonderland themed. So that's a Jack thing. Oh, I never picked up on that. Heck yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, the broadcast date was October 20th, 2004, and it was written by Christian Taylor and directed by Kevin Hooks. Okay, it's time for my recap. I'm ready. We begin with another eye. It's Jack's eye again, but this time it's him as a kid. He is a true Gryffindor and always helps those in need. Speaking of, people are drowning. Jack saves Boone instead of Joanna because he's a main character and she dies. Everyone is feeling the effects of the lack of water, especially after someone took it all. Claire is having trouble with the heat and the pregnancy thing, and Charlie tries to cheer her up because they are goals. <laughs> Turns out Boone was the one who took the water because he needs to feel important. Jack runs through the jungle, chasing a hallucination of his dad, and nearly falls off a cliff. Locke saves him and has a chat about how brains work, Alice in Wonderland, and having what it takes. Jack ends up finding the caves and the coffin, but there's nothing inside! He makes an iconic speech about living together and dying alone, and it resonates with everyone because it was written by professional writers who are so smart. In the flashbacks, Jack has to go find his dad in Australia and bring him home, only he ended up dying alone in an alley, which, yikes, but we don't know enough about him to know if we feel sad about it yet. The end. <laughs> you enjoy my recap? I did. My favorite part was where you sorted Jack into Gryffindor. Yeah. I think that if anyone short sorts Jack into anything but Gryffindor, like, I would need to hear some serious points to sway me. Yep. Yep. Jack is the Gryffindoriest Gryffindor. I like that the the only words that Jack dad's, dad gets is, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so hard. I could have written, I could have also said, which, you know, is what night nightmares are made of. Oh, sorry, Christian. Christian Shepherd. He kind of sucks. And he's Can I do that dead. every time that Christian Shepherd shows up now? Christian Shepherd, he kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the Rubber Ducky song, though. Christian Shepherd, he kind of sucks. There you go. That sounded. The first one didn't sound anything like that. What are you talking about? It has matching syllables. That's why I think it sounds the same. Okay. I think you need to take a look at, 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 like, notes and stuff. I played the clarinet for, like, six, seven years, so you can just hush a luffagus. Do you have a clarinet still? Of course I do. Like, in Vancouver? Uh, no, it's in Edmonton, but if you put one in my hand, I trained myself to be able to play the Pirates of the Caribbean theme without sheet music, and I can still do it. That's the most important. I hope you know what I need now. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with stuff on the island, and there's just a little piece at the beginning that doesn't really fit into either of the storylines. So, the two storylines that we're gonna talk about afterwards are the water and how it was stolen, and then all of the stuff that happens with Jack, and then we're gonna move on to flashbacks. Okay. The first thing that really happens in this storyline is that Walt is using the toothpaste plant that. Son taught him about last episode. Walt. That's cute. That's he learned cute. something. And Son's helping people on the side. And then Michael tells him not to swallow the water. And then they have... It's just... It's annoying because he's like, but why? And he's like, just don't. 
It's, it's like, like, that's not how you teach them. a child, Michael. Yeah, you can just tell your kid that, like, it's dangerous. Like, we, everyone knows the answer, just tell him. Yeah, and then Sun watches from afar. And then Jin wants Sun to have water, but she's like, I'm okay. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Sun's like, I don't think anybody's coming. And Jin's like, I have faith that someone will come. I think that's exactly how that conversation sounded, but in Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then Sun feels really ignored by the rest of the castaways, and Jin's like, who cares? (laughs) Jin's a very compassionate man. Yep. He cares a lot about things and stuff. Yeah, let's name all the things that Jin cares about. Sun. Sun. Fish. Uh. Uh, sun and fish is probably, <laughs> probably what I'm going, I'm going with. And propriety. He cares a lot about propriety. Yes, reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea urchins. Does that count as fish? I mean, I'm gonna say, like, fish is an all-encompassing seafood. Okay, okay. Yeah. How about fishing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a reach. <laughs> I mean, like, as of right now, there's not a whole lot that we know about Jin, so that's yeah, all I can say. It's five episodes in, and we know almost nothing about Jin and Sun. We just learned Sun's name this episode, like, when Walt was saying it, I think. Oh! Wait, Jin might have said it, but I don't think we knew Jin's name. But do we know Jin? I don't know. I don't remember. I just know their name so well, so I can't, I can't remember. Well, Meta just watched. Maybe she knows. I don't, because you guys talk about it, so I know. Maybe. Oh, I guess that's oh true. there you go. Although, it was it was funny, because yesterday, while doing my notes, I had to pull up a character chart, or, like, research their character names, because I was yeah. like, they didn't say them enough, but I was like, wait, yeah. what's the kid's name? The only the only name I remember is, like, the really main characters, and yeah. the dog's name. <laughs> the dog's name. <laughs> yeah, Brittany. <laughs> I forgot a dog name, like, twice, and I... Never lived it down. I'll never forgive you. I forgot the dog on both Riverdale and Lost. Can you tell me them now? I remember Vincent. And Vegas. Thank you. I was going to say they're both start with V. And they're both yellow labs. They are, but, you know, just like one of those shut up guys. Hey, fun fact. What? ding a <laughs> The dog... Who played Vincent? Uh-huh. Was named Madison. That is a that is a fact. Mm-hmm. It's fun because it's about a dog. Yeah, I was gonna say actually, you know what? That's a great fact, because all facts about dogs are great facts. That's They're true. good facts, Brent. M- must we do the dog jokes? Must we every time. They're good dogs, Brent. Okay, this is piggybacks on to my other fun fact. Ding a ding. <laughs> um Madison's Madison's motivation in most scenes was a tennis ball. Oh, I thought you were going to say treats. No, it was a tennis ball. Most things, every time that Vincent's, like, barking or, like, looking off screen or whatever, it's because there's a tennis ball there. That's adorable. Yeah. If you train animal, like, film animals with treats, they become really fat. So oh, they're trying I guess that Good makes point. sense, yeah. Yeah, so they try not to. They do the same as police dogs, where you try to get them to have a favorite toy. And you just, like, wave it in their face, and they'll do whatever you want. Boy, I wish someone had warned me that before I tried to, like, train my cat. Is he fat now? (laughs) Oh my god, he's so fat! 
but he comes when I call, and he plays fetch. <laughs> Pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, it's really impressive considering he's an idiot, so. <laughs> Score. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about my cat. <laughs> we got there, it's fine. <laughs> All I know is that this won't be four hours for me to edit, so it's fine. Scoresies. So, Shannon and Sawyer. And no S&S. That's it. No, Shannon and Sawyer. So the problem is that Shannon has sand fleas, I guess, that are bothering her. And Sawyer's like... Your money's no good here. Then what the hell do you want? If you really think Five I... Five grand. <laughs> it's like, did he realize that she wouldn't sleep with him and, like, changed his mind? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Oh, buddy. Also, I relate to Shannon about the sand fleas thing, because behind my knees itches so much from the sand fleas here. You suck. What? No, sand fleas suck! Well, it's your fault for being there. Alright, well, I can't argue that now, can I? No. Anyway. Anyway, he's like... I could take an IOU. Something tells me you're good. Or... And But she's like, whatever, and gives it back. And she's like, Sad, you're gross. Now she doesn't... Doesn't get to get rid of her sand fleas. Meta, what do you think about Sawyer? About Sawyer? Yeah. He's well, one of my later character like notes somewhere says Sawyer's character keeps surprising me. And that's that's about it. What did right? he do? Um, I think that's after I'm not sure where that is. Maybe when Hopefully. he talks to Boone at the end? Yeah, I think so. It's it's towards the, the end there. I think it's just the fact that he's just like has bad moments and then really nice ones and then yeah is like his interactions with kate make me laugh <laughs> that's my ship i was just gonna say wait someone brought up skate <laughs> that's my ship yeah at the moment i'd be like i'm okay with that because that seems like a more interesting relationship than kate and jack because that just seems really safe and logical yeah agreed so, right now that's definitely something i could get behind yeah I really like this opinion a lot. <laughs> um, so Claire wants a hairbrush, which, same. How, do, how does no one pack a hairbrush? That makes no sense, though. They're all male suitcases. Guys, this show isn't realistic. Point. There aren't any hairbrushes. But also, it is because whenever I travel with my sister, I'm the only one that has a hairbrush. So maybe just everyone on that plane was a lazy bum like my sister. I guess. But either way, now Claire's like falling over and stuff and helping Kate sort through clothes. And Kate's a Gemini. And yeah, she likes zodiac signs. And I have a, another fun fact, but I'm gonna save it until I look up what the traits of Geminis are. They're two faced. I know that one. Hmm. That's <laughs> relevant. Wait, what's everyone here's Steins? I'm Aquarius. Ooh. I'm a Pisces. Y'all are water people. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a Virgo, so I'm the high maintenance one. Gemini traits. Strength. Gentle. Okay. Uh, Affectionate. Okay. Maybe no. Curious. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Adaptable. Definitely. Ability to learn quickly and exchange ideas. For sure. Yep. Weaknesses. Nervous. Inconsistent and indecisive. Yeah, that all sounds exactly like Kate. Yeah. And also, actually, Kate kind of is gentle, because she's really gentle with Claire. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Okay. Who's ready for another fun fact? Oh, oh, me! Hit us with a fun fact! <laughs> okay, Claire is wearing a hat, yes? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. 
last episode, she just like arguing with the director of Walkabout, whose name is Jack Bender, and he does a lot of the like really fantastic episodes of Lost. I love Jack Bender. When she was doing those scenes with at the beginning with Jack of her saying, Oh, I was thinking maybe we could do a memorial. Mm -hmm. You remember this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She said, Can I please have a hat? And he said, Why? And she said, Because if I was on an island, the first thing I would look for is a hat. I need a hat. And he's like, you can have a hat next episode. I love and that. And here's her hat. I love that, like, actor input, though. That's brilliant. Yeah. She's like, I would get a hat. But it's also because her eye, she has, like, a sensitivity to the sun or something. If I was on an island, the first thing that I would try and find is flipping sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Because I, I go from white to red and then back to white again. Samesies. <laughs> I don't, I literally don't know what tanning is like. No. No. All right, now we're going to move on to the stolen water stuff. And pretty much what happens is they're almost out of water because everyone just, like, took what they needed because they thought they would just be rescued. I mean, that's Um, fair. And and so Charlie and Hurley are all up in Jack's face being like, what should we do with this? What should we do? What should we do? And Jack's like, I don't know. And so they're like, okay, well, let's follow him and ask him more (laughs) questions. Like, Hurley's like, maybe Vincent can find it. Do dogs do that? I don't know. But Jack's like, I don't want to decide things because I'm not the leader. And I'm like, well, surprise, Jack. You are. But, like, if I had this issue, you know who I would go to about it? Saeed. Yeah. For Jack, I would go if I was injured. For Kate, I would go if I needed advice doing something shady. And for Saeed, Mm -hmm. I would be like, I need a logical mind, please. Yeah, please help me. Just saying. Poor Jack, though. Everyone's follow the leader. The next thing that happens in this storyline is that Walt runs up and tells Kate that Claire fell down. And Charlie and Michael are carrying her and trying to get her to wake up. Uh, and then it turns out that the water was stolen, but no one can find Jack. And then people will be really mad. And Locke will go find the water. My note on that was, Locke is awesome. <laughs> but like, I'm, You're not wrong. Meta, when you were watching it, where did you think the water went? Like, did you have a theory on who stole it? I, I wasn't sure because it was kind of one of those, like, maybe people just didn't know. Like, had they, had they gone around the camp and been like, so we locked up the water because there's not enough. So, um, trust us on this. (laughs) Because I'd be like, um, no. You'd be like, uh, what? Sorry, what? But no, I, I think... I mean, Sawyer was a logical thought, but I think it was Mm -hmm. too logical, so the whole time I was just hoping there was a more interesting storyline to that. Yeah, too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Sawyer's always the red herring when stuff goes missing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the best part about every time it's not him, he's like, excuse you. And then every time it is him, he's like, why would you accuse me of this? I mean, I did it, (laughs) but why did you accuse me of it? I mean, you're right, but also you're wrong. (laughs) Exactly. So Charlie brings Claire some water because they're adorable. And no one's seen Jack. And he's like, please be careful. Think of the baby. And uh, and then Claire feels bad because she thinks that the only hunter is going to die because of her. What she doesn't know is that he's far too badass and a main character to die. Yep, yep. So someone forgot to tell Claire what show she's on. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Locke's line in that really intrigued me when he's like before he leaves and he's like I know where to go or like I, I know where to find it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And besides, I know where to look. I always was hoping that there was more to that than he... It was... Yeah, it was weird because they haven't spent that much time in the jungle. So the fact that he was just like, I got this because I know where I'm going. was a little bit like, hmm, does he know more? But doesn't really show up in the rest. Of this yeah, I feel like that's that's some of, of of last episode coming through being like, yes, I know where to look because I did 13 years of research to go on my walkabout. Uh, but they're like, we don't actually want to give you the answers. You just have to trust that he knows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of not fair for the audience because you're like, oh, does he have a secret agenda? Oh, no, it's just boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old geezer just knows where water is. Charlie has this tattoo on his arm, and I believe it's a Beatles quote. Are you Googling Beatles lyrics? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Quote by John Lennon. Yes, that's what I want. Strawberry fields forever. Strawberry fields forever. Okay, so the thing that's on Charlie's arm, which is also Dom's tattoo, like it's not, it's not just Charlie's, it's Dom's and they just decided not to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did the same thing with Matthew Fox, who plays Jack. They were pretty much just like, we're too lazy to cover this up every day. They didn't have, like, uh, the Ben Nye pigments yet for tattoo cover-up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, on a- shooting on a beach, and also all the time being war- like, hot and sweating, and just having- Oh, yeah. Your makeup around- that'd be- that'd be- That'd be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they, like, keep everyone powdered down so that they're not all sweaty all the time. See, what he has on his arm is, Living is easy with eyes closed, and that's a quote from John Lennon from Strawberry Fields Forever, and the full quote is, Living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding, all you see, it's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out, it doesn't matter much to me. Oh, Charlie. That's a pretty Charlie tattoo, actually. Yep. Wow, it's really hard to, like, not spoil things sometimes. I know, I know. (laughs) Especially because um, Meta actually. doesn't know anything, so I'm like, don't say anything. <laughs> so then Claire is complaining that people aren't treating her normally and they don't even look her in the eye and she's a, <laughs> it's an iconic line. It's like I'm this time bomb of responsibility just waiting to go off. Charlie is nice because he's like, you don't scare me. Let's be best friends and sometimes kiss. <laughs> Let's be an OTP. Yay. That everybody loves universally. That was beautiful. Did you write that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can say can smart that again sometimes. sometimes? <laughs> that was good. Always the total. I'm excited surprise. to see his. Bro, uh, did you just? Did you just? Yes. I was about to do that. <laughs> and then you cut Meta off, and she had something to say. I'm so sorry. I was very excited. Say your thing. It's okay. Oh, I'm just really excited to see Charlie's interaction with the baby. <gasps> Turnip which- head. I hope is gonna live, because I don't know that either. <laughs> so we'll find out. Yeah, heck yeah! My like I'm hands like think. clapped over my mouth like don't say anything. <laughs> um, I just think it's gonna be the cutest, and that's all I want. Yeah. So Hurley runs up and says that the Chinese people have the water, and of course we know they're Korean. Yeah, Hurley. Hurley. It would take like five seconds for him to get it right. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Was he gonna be like the Chinese slash American? I mean, Chinese slash Japanese slash Koreans? I don't know. Or like, cause he can't ask them. Or can he? I mean, 
that's a good point, I guess. You'd be like, hello, where are you from? Yeah, you could, yeah, like, that's, like, what a universally understood thing. Like, where are you from? Yeah. Or he could go, China? Japan? Korea? And then they'd be able to be like, gotcha. Or, like, I don't know, like, Asian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Saeed goes to interrogate Jin and Sun, or I guess just Sun at first, but she doesn't understand. It's so unfair that they keep repeating the same phrase in her. Like, she'll understand if they just say it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. She's not yeah, gonna yeah. understand it! In Korean, Sun pretty much says, I think there's been a misunderstanding. And Jin pretty much comes up and goes, Hey! Hey, jerk face! Except he doesn't say the word jerk face in Korean. He says, like, it's a, it's not very nice. He's like, hey, go away. <laughs> pretty much. Wait, so are you sure that Jin doesn't say jerk face? He does not say jerk face. Well, that was a letdown, wasn't it? I would love to to tell you what he says, uh, but that's a big swear. <laughs> like it's like how big like how big a swear? Like a Britney like, level swear or a Robin level swear? It's a Britney level swear. Oh, okay, so that's not nice. <laughs> no. Okay. It's not great. Uh, but pretty much they're like, "Where'd you get this?" And he points to Sawyer. Kate's gonna go and like talk to him about it and Saeed's like wait a second because if we wait he'll go back to the thing he's just such a smart guy Saeed's brilliant he's so smart in every way that this show can present Saeed is a more competent leader than Jack is true we're gonna keep saying it every freaking episode I just I really don't understand I mean Jack is there because he's important as a doctor but I don't understand why people follow him all the time when Saeed always has the right advice and the right thing to do Mm-hmm. Pretty much they're like, let's manipulate the manipulator. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so then when Sawyer goes to his stash, and then Kate tackles him to the ground, and Sawyer gets the complete wrong idea. Oh, it's about time. For what? I made this birthday wish four years ago. <laughs> and then gets the upper hand, and it's gross. Yeah. Charming. Cute. And then Saeed shows up, and he's like, I traded them for a fish. <laughs> I just wanted some dinner. It's like, water has no value. It's going to rain. And then he says, I'm an optimist. And I'm like, you know what? I believe you. (laughs) I truly do think that Sawyer is an optimist. And like for once, it's good guy Sawyer. He's like, I literally didn't do anything. I just wanted fish. Yeah. And then a pretty girl tackled me and I don't know what's going on. I thought it was was a nice thing, but then it turned out to be bad. (laughs) So then Sawyer gives Kate the Marshall's badge. And it's just awkward considering... (laughs) everything about Kate and the Marshall. But Sawyer doesn't know. So how's... I don't know. It, it's it's awkward, but then I'm like, I can't remember which parts are spoiler or not, so I'm like, do I see? You're like, I just can't say anything. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> how I've been like, what am I gonna ruin? Well, I'm just thinking about all the stuff in Tabula Rasa. Yeah. That we watched in, in uh, but, episode three. So, but does Sawyer know that she's a criminal? No, I think it's just Jack and Hurley that know that. Okay. So he really just took a shot in the dark and was like, hey, sheriff badge, I'm going to call you the sheriff because Jack's away. Yeah. All right. Just so he was just making game. an eerily accurate joke there. Correct. Okay. I think so, because I think if, if, like, Saeed had tackled him, he would have done the same thing to him. Good point. He mm-hmm. totally would have. So then it's night, and then Boone tries to give Claire water, and then Charlie finds him, and then Boone says he's sorry, and he was just trying to be a leader, and it's like, Boone... My dude, let's not. Boone has some serious identity issues here. 
See, this was a point that I made in the spoiler section from Pilot Part 2, mm-hmm. and now I can bring up, <laughs> is that Boone tried to steal the gun off Sawyer in Pilot Part 2, and that was kind of foreshadowing to him trying to steal things so that he can be a leader. When Boone, bro, you're just not a leader, my dude. He's basically constantly trying to, like, wrest power from someone else. Yeah. And it doesn't work, because in order to be a leader, you have to contribute something, and Boone knows that he can't contribute anything, so he just tries to take it from everyone else. Which sucks, because that desperation must be really hard to deal with. Mm Mm-hmm. So then Jack comes back, he makes a speech that we'll talk about later. And then afterwards, Sun thanks Jin for getting her water, and then he's like, "That's that's what husbands do, and it's like... Is this a nice moment, or is this more misogyny? I can't tell. (laughs) I think it's a nice moment. Okay, I hope so. That's what I always hope for. for Yeah. Uh, And then Michael gives Vincent water, and then Boone takes Sawyer's place as the most hated person. (laughs) Uh, Good for Sawyer. Yeah, and then Kate gets water for Jack. In that moment, when I saw that, I was like, this is a nice moment for Sawyer to ruin. So, and then he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so true, though. Any moment that Sawyer sees he can ruin, he will. And it's just, like, this nice montage of all these people, like, doing all these nice things for each other, and it's just like, wow, great, Sawyer. That, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Like, hi, I'm here to bring the attitude. Yeah. Oh, Sawyer. All right, are we ready to move on to Jack's whole storyline on the island there? Uh, okay, the biggest part of it. I just have to, like, the the... the kind of chaosy moment that happens before Jack comes and does his speech. Um, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I really liked and appreciated because like the same thing that you guys have been talking about that this show gives a lot of uh, nice breathing moments and like actual character mm-hmm. development on screen and not just, yeah. oh, um, this suddenly is going on with this character. It probably happened between this time period, but we don't see it. Um, yes. So far, My I've least re- favorite thing. Yeah. So far, yeah. I've really enjoyed that they're survival on this island is very realistic so like mm-hmm. they have the realisticness of like they're running out of water and they're strangers that all mm-hmm. of a sudden have to live together and so their their fight and their complete fallout i i wrote fallout of fellowship with each other mm-hmm. that already happens within six days is super realistic and i'm glad that they don't just they're like oh it's been six days Everyone probably knows each other. They're all buddy-buddy. They, they're gonna get along because they have to. They're like, no, because realistically, people wouldn't get along. And right. Exactly! I'm enjoying all of that. And there's so many big personalities there. It's such rich story content to explore, and they do it so well. Brittany, talk about what you just texted me today. Yeah, okay, but this totally ties into what I texted Robin today, which was that I always forget when I'm watching Lost that it's such a good and well-balanced show. Because with the way that TV moves now, we miss a lot of actual content because writers tend to rush through it because audiences have a shorter attention span. And we've talked about Mm -hmm. this before, but I always forget when I switch from watching shows from now to back to Lost... There's just, there's so much happening, but I never feel overly stressed watching it. Right. I feel like I'm watching something that was very carefully put together and put together, like, with actual emotion and that people really cared about it and that they weren't worried about keeping the audience hooked because they knew that they had good enough characters to do it without having to have flashy plot stuff every five seconds. Very true. For someone like me who I'm that 
terrible person who, like, reads the last ten pages of a book because I just have to know. <laughs> and so I'm really, I'm actually really glad that Lost is not on Netflix anymore at the moment because right. I'm that person who also uses the little bar below to, like, see what happens next. I do it with the hundred and I hit myself every time when I, like, spoil <laughs> something really big. And I'm like, why did I do that to myself? But I do it anyway. And so I'm really glad that right now I can't do that with Lost and I have to kind of sit and enjoy the moment. And it's kind of making me appreciate this this show and versions of this show. But also it's making me like shows of now at the same time. But also be like, especially like you guys have mentioned things like Cheryl's character development, that it's confusing because it's too mm-hmm. fast. And so yeah, on I kind Riverdale. of... Yeah. So yeah. I kind of do, I do enjoy the fact that you can kind of see it now and be like, huh, they, they're doing something good with it and they're trying to use it for good. Yeah, it's very organic. You know Everything, something, guys? What? When people compliment Lost, it feels like they're complimenting me. <laughs> like, I always just get this, like, warm feeling in my heart whenever people say nice things about Lost. It's like, it's like, oh, yes, that is my child, actually. Thank you for complimenting it. <laughs> Thank you for complimenting my the light of my life. Yes. That's definitely how I get when people say nice things about Battlestar Galactica. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. that is my favorite show of all time. Thank you. I do have great taste. Well, especially when... Because, like, that's a, a big thing that people know about me from my personality. Or, like, f- just, like, that's part of, like, when you think of Robin, what do you think of? Lost and Harry Potter jokes. <laughs> so, when people say nice things about Lost and Harry Potter, I'm always like... Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I fully agree. I just feel so grateful for Lost right now because I feel like it's a- an actual breath of fresh air. I feel like it's slower and it's just more fun to watch. And I actually want to pay attention to it because I'm not freaking out all the time. Yeah. And also, Meta, if it comes back onto Netflix and you watch the end, you won't get the end anyway. And it's not going to spoil yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just be real confused. It's at least it's just per episode, so it's not like I would like watch yeah. like the season finale, the series finale, and be like, I need to know what happens in the series. At least it's only like I need to know what happens in the next forty minutes in the in the next five seconds because otherwise I'm just <laughs> right. gonna sit there the whole time being like, be over, be over, and then when it's over, I'm like, why did I stress about it? Can I have more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you watched the last ten minutes of the entire show, you'd be like, what is this? Yep. What? This doesn't explain anything. We're, there be, what? There'd be no context. You literally have to watch the entire last season to get the last 10 minutes of Lost. Yeah, and sometimes if you do watch the last season, you still don't you get still the don't last get it. <laughs> the first and time you have I to watched watch the it, whole series over and then sometimes you can go, "Oh, gotcha." Exactly. The first time I watched it, I like it was live and I watched it and I was like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> you got to binge it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm old, so I watched it week to week when it was first airing. Girl, I know. It so, must have been so hard for you. It was. No, I bet it was, genuinely. Yeah. And I was about to say, suck. like, what are the cliffhangers? And then I was like, don't say that. <laughs> okay, listen. When I was watching Lost for the first time, it was summer 2010. <laughs> I watched so much Lost that my dad had to, like, come downstairs and be like, you're only allowed to watch one disc per day. And it was like the worst thing that had ever happened to me. That's four episodes. And I was like, no, because I could watch a full season in a day. 
that's what I did when I first watched Battlestar, except I could yeah. only, because that was when Blockbuster was still a thing. So I would oh, walk to Blockbuster, Blockbuster, get as many discs as I could, and then when I was done, I was like, crap, I'm out of discs, I have to go back to Blockbuster, so I'd have to haul my butt all the way back to the Blockbuster, which, that specific Blockbuster is actually a meme on Tumblr. <laughs> I have seen it. The one that I visited is the exact, like, meme on Tumblr that has, like, 500,000 notes. And I would have to get more discs. So, binging in the old days was really hard. I was just gonna say, that sounds like such a, such a, when I used to walk to school moment. (laughs) Exactly! That's what it feels like. I had to walk uphill both ways in my snowshoes. I'm only 27, I'm not that old. (laughs) Um, are we ready to move on to Jack's storyline? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Someone's drowning. Charlie's pretty much like, Jack, may I quietly poke you to make sure that you uh, maybe save somebody? And then so Jack just freaking books it and Charlie's like, I can't, I, I would, but I can't swim. I don't swim. I don't swim. Why can't okay. Charlie swim? I would love to talk to you about that in the spoiler section. Damn it. Okay. Okay. I do, I do like the fact that they give him that line and that, yeah. that you don't end up questioning um, why didn't you go after him yourself instead of waking up Jack? Is it just because he's the main character? Because that'd be really stupid. But I, I like right. that they just give him that moment to be like, okay, you're 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 yeah. safe. I don't hate you. It's just like a little moment that the writers are like, oh, we actually care that the audience understands what's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> Archie pounding on the ice by himself. So Jack just gets in there, and the two people who are out there are Boone and this girl named Joanna. And so, you know, Jack's just trying to hero as much as possible. And his, his dilemma is you can save Boone or you can save neither of them is pretty much what happens. Um, it's like, oh, who's in the main credits? Exactly. He's like, oh, man, who's a main build character? Ah, I think I'll choose Boone. <laughs> and then, you know, Jack does try to go back, but I think he knows that it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And so she dies. And we learn that she wasn't even supposed to be on the plane, and she was scuba diving in Australia and got an ear infection. What was she even doing swimming that far out? Um, they said that the tide got her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they've been there for six days, and Jack's like, I didn't even try. And I'm like, buddy, you you tried. Don't. It's okay. Uh, And he's like, I thought I could do it. The thing I really like about the pace of this season is that it's basically like, what, an episode a day? Yeah. Right? Pretty much. It's really nice and slow. It lets you really get inside these characters' heads because you're just seeing their day-to-day lives on an island. Yeah, the first three seasons are three months. Oh my god. I know, right? Like, you think it's like a year or like three years and you're like, it's it's only been three months. Each season is only a month. Well, it's like when someone pointed out that the first season and the second season of The 100 only happened over like 40 days. I was like, what? Wait, hold up. Hmm. On total, yeah. I think the show what they landed a year less than a year ago. Yeah, I think, and and we've been watching them for four years, so it's weird because yeah, because yeah. technically so that means that Octavia basically is still underage, potentially, uh-huh. and she yeah. just like looking at the last episode what she did and stuff, and you're like you're seventeen. Yep, you that, are a really weird seventeen year old. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, what I liked about the line where he's like, it's been six days and, like, there was 47 people and I never talked to her, I, I thought that was kind of interesting because, I mean, it's Jack, so he's gonna beat up on himself because of the situation, but I was like, throughout the, this episode specifically, they seem to make a point of the fact that no one else knows anybody either. 
because right. um, Walt calls her the Korean lady, showed me, and mm-hmm. Hurley says the Chinese people have it, and so, like, there's a few times- Walt also- ooh, sorry. Walt also says the pregnant lady fell down. Yeah, that's that was my yeah. other one. So, like, nobody really knows each other, and if you, like, have ever started a new class or gone to a new- or even, like, the beginning of every year, school year, when you're with new people- like, mm-hmm. it takes, like, three weeks before people start talking to each other. So it's, like, it's kind of logical, but on the other hand, you're, like, while well, you're on an island, it's kind of interesting that they've never been, like... Like, you almost assume that the first night they sit around a campfire and be, like, what's your name? <laughs> In- stand, yep. stand up and introduce yourself. How did you get here? <laughs> Where are you from? Yeah. Like, they know the names of the dead more than they know the names of the living. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because they had that, that memorial, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting that he he beats himself up for that, but then every other character in in this episode shows that they don't know each other either. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And then Jack sees his dad in the water, and it's hallucinations. But Kate didn't see it, and I'm not sure if it's because Kate wasn't turned that way, or if Kate just didn't see it because it was only for Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know he's just really sleep de- deprived right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a hard couple days. Yeah. Even though, like, no, Charlie didn't wake him up in the beginning of the episode. He was just kind of, like, looking off into the distance, right? I don't... Yeah? I'm not sure. I always I'm assumed he sure woke he him. I'm pretty he wasn't asleep. Yeah. Now that I think about it. I think all of us are like, do we go back real quick and look? I don't think he was. Okay. <laughs> and that's my final word. Well, we're going to bow to the loss expert. I was just going to say, well, if Robin says it, it must be true, so. <laughs> exactly. We'll go with that. She could convince I... me that any storyline on this show happened that didn't happen because she'd be so, like, she's just that believable. One one day, Brittany. One Uh-oh. day I'll tell you about the aliens. Well, for me right now, it's it. like anything she would say, I'd be like, okay, I'm sure that's where the sh- show goes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Definitely she, could, she could be. I've heard it's kind of weird. She could say the most random things, and I'd be like, why are you spoiling this for me? <laughs> and she's like, haha, Ashley, none of this is true. That's when Mulder and Scully show up, obviously. Alright, so then Boone gets mad at Jack for pretty much no reason. Except Boone, you know, Boone has the survivor's guilt, right? Yeah. Is he saying it should have been... Or he's like, I could have gotten back. And I'm like, bro, bro, you could were you under have... the water, though. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is always like, why did no one... Like, everyone's watching on a beach. I'm sure someone else can swim. Why did no one yeah. swim out to get Boone or to help him out, get him halfway, and then Jack would have maybe at least had some time? But he had to swim all the way back. Yeah. And I was like, guys, where's the Where help here? are you, Sai? I think that's a great look of, like, how selfish those people are, possibly. That they're not yeah. going to risk their lives like that. You know what's interesting? I kept thinking, that's something Sawyer would do. Where was Sawyer? And then I remembered, not yet. Yep. <laughs> Sawyer, there's no freaking way season one, Sawyer. You know you know who else would do that? Who? Desmond. Desmond! Desmond. But he's season not here two. yet. That's Ian's character, right? Yes. Yep. I'm excited to meet him. He's my favorite. We are very excited for Desmond to show up. That's my other thing. I'm like... The one thing I know about the show is there's gonna be more people, but where do they yeah. come from? Oh my god, so many people. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I, that's literally, I, for some reason, I've been able to avoid every single spoiler and everything about this show. I literally know nothing about it, except for there's gonna be more characters that are on the island at some point in time. 
And that that's it. How have you not been spoiled? That's crazy. I know, and now that I'm actually watching the show, I'm really glad. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so fun that you get to watch it like this. Like, I wish, I, I always wish I could go back and watch it for the first time because it's so amazing. It's magical. Yeah, I definitely wish I could raise it. I'm like, I'm not binging it because I keep getting really confused when I wa- watch episodes, but then listen to a podcast that's from previous episodes. Right. So then I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to keep up with the podcast. So I'm not even on like a weekly basis. I'm on a whenever you guys upload, I can move on to the next episode basis. So it's all See, in so your we hands. We gotta do it faster for Meta. Yeah. Now that Riverdale's over, I definitely have more time to edit. And as soon as I'm done editing all of our films and the bajillion other things I have to do, which should be soon, <laughs> then we can start getting them out. Woo! I'm so excited. Okay. Me too. Because that means I can keep watching. it's the best and then hopefully you'll be able to understand things better because i know the people said people say when you watch it by yourself it's really hard like there are multiple people who are in my twitter dms asking me questions about the series which is like you know the best thing ever because it's like my favorite thing to talk about ever but like i don't know it's just nice that i get to help people out yeah i definitely had a guide when I was watching it, because I was like, I don't understand half the stuff that's going on. My 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 thing that's keeping me afloat right now is that, like, Robin keeps telling me questions will be answered, but you just have to wait longer than most shows. Like, mm-hmm. they will be answered, just eventually, and as long as I know that, I can kind of be like, okay, I maybe don't understand it now, but hopefully I will. And it's actually kind of interesting to me that way, because I'm like, that means that I have multiple weeks to, like, figure out my own theories. Right. And then just keep thinking about it. Which is awesome because the theories are going to be like, I love when people theorize about the show because they usually get a lot closer than I expect anyone to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Boone, so then neither Boone or Jack ended up saving Joanna. And Boone's like, I'm not a dumb baby. I run a business. I can save people. I'm a leader. In fact, I think I'll steal some things to show you that I'm a leader. Because Boone's 10. I mean, he definitely is. I run a business. I'm awesome. Have you seen my eyes? He does have really good eyes. Freaking Ian Summerhalder. Too ugly for this world. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. He's like a kid wearing his dad's business suit and he's like, Take me seriously! (laughs) So true. Boone is just two toddlers on top of each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new theory. Who chose their own name. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, this would be a cool name. Ooh. I have a fun fact about Boone's name. Okay. Ding-ling. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> what my jingle sounds like. You forgot already. So, when they were trying to figure out what Boone's name was going to be, so they called him Boone, and then his name was going to be Boone something something Carlisle the Fifth. That's what his, na- his full fifth. name was going to be. Um, and then they decided that instead of calling him Boone, they would call him Five because he was the fifth. And so that'd be a really cool name for him to have, right? Uh-huh. And so what they did was instead of going through and changing all the Boons to Five, they just did a, um, a word replace. Yeah. From Five to Boone. Cause, or yeah, there was a bunch of Fives in there cause they changed it all to Five and then they wanted to change all the Fives back to Boons. Okay. Yes? Okay. Yeah. So, Jack's big speech to Kate in the first episode, he goes, so then, (laughs) he's like, 
And then I was really scared because I accidentally cut this girl open and she almost died and it was really scary. But here's what I did. I counted, I counted, one, <laughs> two, three, four, boon. And then it was like, <laughs> and they were like, hold up, that's not right. <laughs> that's so funny. They were like, we, we gotta fix that one. My favorite part is that if that they recorded that, that means he learned his lines like that and wasn't, like, in the right headspace to go, guys, this seems really illogical. Why would I say this guy's name? Yeah, I think I think it was a little earlier <laughs> than, uh, than shooting, though. Okay, that's good. Probably a table read. Yeah, but I like imagining Matthew Fox thinking that, like, Boone is his touchstone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Um, You'd be like, oh, what's the character backstory here? Then Boone says, Who appointed you our savior, huh? And I'm like, literally everyone else everyone. but you. Yeah. He was nominated for the job by the group. <clears throat> yeah. So then Jack sees his dad again. And <laughs> he, like, doesn't look at him. And Boone keeps being like, dude, look at me. Jack. Look at me. Hey, I'm talking to you. Jack, look at me when I'm talking to you. He's so disrespected. He's, like, so appalled at what's going on. He's like, Jack, please. Jack, where are you going? Jack, take me seriously. I really want attention from you. You're like my big brother. Please help me. I'm making fun of him a lot, but I like Boone. <laughs> oh, I do. I do yeah. like Boone. Boone is one of my favorite characters, genuinely. He's just, like, really helpless. So then Jack is following the hallucination, and I have another fun fact. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> about white sneakers. Uh, you have a fun fact about sneakers. That's correct. Okay. Okay, listen. So pretty much, pretty much, I, I kind of want to talk about the white sneakers in the segments about light and dark. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't exactly remember why they had him wear white sneakers if it wasn't for the light and dark theme. But I do... I, I'm pretty sure that Damon and Carlton, who were like the two main lost guys, wear sneakers with the, all of their suits now. That's cute. Because of that. I think it's because of that at least. But when I met Damon Lindelof in like in this past June, he was up for an award. He got an award at the Rocky Awards, which we got to go to. Mm -hmm. And he went up to make his speech because he got head like best showrunner because he now is the showrunner of The Leftovers. He's wearing his suit and I look down and I'm like, oh my God. And I turned to my friend Hannah and I went, Hannah, you don't understand, but the fact that he's wearing sneakers right now means a lot to me. And she was like, I <laughs> don't understand that sentence. How does someone even react to that? I don't know. I was like, he's wearing sneakers. That's so important. Footwear choice is always key to happiness. <laughs> so then Jack like reaches out to his dad and then his dad turns and then walks away and it's it's creepy. Yeah, that's a good description. In that, that, that first moment where he's, he's talking to Boone and that's when he notices his dad again, that was mm -hmm. also the first time that I, like, you really see that he's wearing white shoes, which actually, right. surprisingly, does stand out. And mm -hmm. although Jack is not dreaming technically, um, as in, the, like, the term of dreaming, dreaming mm -hmm. of shoes symbolizes, like, like a practical person with a with a steady fast opinion and like principles and then also sometimes it can like re like represent that you're about to embark on a 
an unknown or new journey and to an unknown destination. And surprisingly, really strangely, it can suggest arrogance and like being really sure of yourself. So I was like, that just summed up Jack's dad. Whoa. <laughs> so I wonder if the color of the shoes was just so that you noticed the shoes, but that'd be really like that would almost be far reached, but as far as I know from Lost, that's what they do. So like I don't know. Yeah, that sounds deliberate. You know what? Oh, okay, I remember something vaguely about this. And I think it's like season three or something. And this isn't a big spoiler, so I'm going to talk about it anyway. But uh, there's something about Jack and his grandfather and something about his grandfather having shoes of Christians and because he didn't have any of Christian's shoes in Australia, they just gave him whatever shoes. That's coming to my mind, but I I don't remember that specifically. But that might be why. They might have answered that. So, the, like, this, the white sneakers are obviously really purposeful and... Yes. Wow. Imagine thinking about the details of your show right down to the shoes that people wear. Ugh. I love Damon Lindelof. That's that's real love. Next next thing is just Jack is running, looking and yelling. Which so this is a nice another that's the whole show. thing. <laughs> just Jack running, looking and yelling. That is the whole show. <laughs> Except the only thing we're missing is Jack running, looking, Drop. yelling and crying. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's the whole show. Wow. Optional, if he's not crying, he's probably drunk. Or yep. he's drunk and crying. Yep. Give him time. He can accomplish all of it. This is so sad now. That sounds like college. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like college. Wow, Red, your college gets wild. <laughs> I-, I wish I could confirm, but I left the party before that ever happened. Meta can confirm? Sort of. <laughs> I can only partly <laughs> confirm. This is just another example, like we were talking about, of just... This is just, like, silence. Like, I mean, Jack is yelling, but it's, it's like, the, what he's saying is he's saying the same thing over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't, I, it's just, like, time to... It, it's letting the audience absorb what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So once Jack actually finds him, and he's real shaky, and he's, uh, his dad's, like, moving around sporadically in places, tr- teleporting and stuff... Um, and then Jack falls down a hill. Saw that coming. <laughs> which is in my which is in my audio clip. I'm like, fog? Music? Running? He's in trouble? It's gonna get bad. And then he falls <laughs> off a cliff. Great. He goes nearly off the side of a cliff and is like slipping off. And then a hand reaches out. And Meta called that it was John. Oh, really? I did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is it Locke? Can it, can it please be him? Cause, cause please. And then it is him. And I got really excited. I super love that Locke is your favorite character. I love Locke. And it's such, like, a random choice. Like, I wouldn't have expected that from, like, a lot of people. So, like, the fact that it's Locke, that's just awesome. And, like, it's not that Locke is is a not favoritable character. It's just that there are so many great characters yeah, no that Locke is usually him. looked over. Exactly. Yeah. But Locke saves him, and they're, like, lying together, and then Jack is laughing because he just hasn't slept in a while. What, are you not supposed to laugh after a near-death experience? (laughs) Two things. One, on that, it's interesting because, like, that usually suggests that, you know, either lack of sleep or that things aren't going very well in your brain. Because, like, Mm -hmm. it's the same that um, Jasper does when he gets his his throat slit. 
and stuff like right. that. And you're immediately, you're like, mm, something's not exactly going well with you right now. Yeah. Um, and then that's the wrong reaction. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure at 21:49 seconds, you can see Jack's safety harness cable. And that makes, mm. and that makes me happy. 21, what is it? 21:48:49. It's a, it's a wide, it goes to a wider shot again before, just before Locke reaches for him. And there's just yeah. one. I'm going to go check that out as soon as this is over. I want to see that. One tiny cable. You can see. I feel that. And I can, it's almost like you can tell because it moves with, with Jack and not like, mm. not like the vines around him. And I noticed it the first time I watched the episode and I was like, that makes me happy because that means that even a great show like this can still make accidental mistakes, which means that yeah. that means that being in film school and making huge mistakes in our short films that are just like terrible, make <laughs> me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Everybody messes up. I think I have another fun fact. Oh my god, ding ding. The title card that like is, it goes and it's lost coming in just like closer and closer, yes? Yeah. J.J. Abrams made that on like iMovie or something. Shut up. Yeah, and then they uh, they used it for the whole series. So wait, I could just like open iMovie right now and recreate that? I mean, you probably could. I would not be surprised at all. That's hilarious. Yeah. See, film school really is like, peop- you never really get past the I'm just winging it stage. I'm J.J. Abrams. Look what I made on iMovie. I direct Star Wars movies now. <laughs> Goals. Right? So Locke gets some water from like the dew on the leaves, but I don't think that's exactly what he meant when he said, I know where to look. <laughs> um, and, and Jack is talking as if he's been gone for days. He's like, how are they? The others. Like, how is everyone without my presence? I literally wrote that. I wrote, why does he make it sound like he's been gone for days? I have that yeah, written exactly. right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Good and Locke's like, I don't know, someone needs to tell them what to do. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Think, I think it should probably be you. Interesting, because uh, it seems like Saeed and Kate don't need anyone to tell them what to do. You right. So Jack is saying, I'm not a leader. I don't have what it takes. And I'm like, I see the parallels. (laughs) And he's like, I think I'm going crazy. And Locke's like, you're not going crazy because people who are going crazy don't think they're going crazy. That's such a TV thing to say to someone. Yeah. That's such a TV line. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, I'm chasing someone. And he's like, ah, yes, the white rabbit. And I'm like, yes, they did the thing. They said the thing. They said the thing. I love when they do the thing. They've been doing that because in Tabula Rasa, they didn't say Tabula Rasa, but they did say clean slate. Walkabout, they said walkabout. White rabbit, they've said white rabbit. So let's see if we can keep the streak going. They do it. They do it quite often, but not always. And then talk about Wonderland and he's like, okay, but the person who I'm chasing is not there. Then Locke's like, okay, if, since you're a doctor, if I told you my symptoms, what would you say as a medical professional? And Jack's saying, Call it an hallucination. Result of dehydration, post-traumatic stress, not getting more than two hours of sleep a night for the past week, all the above. So this ties in, like, as, like, one of the first moments where it's, like, the man of science, man of faith theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Jack is doubting his reality, and the only explanation for his reality is what... Locke is presenting him, which is not exactly logical, but is something that 
makes Jack feel better anyway, but not something mm-hmm. that he overly wants to believe. Right. Because I think that the reason why Jack is chasing his dad, not only because it's his dad and he's a little confused, but also because he's a man of science and he needs to know the answer because this doesn't make sense. You know, magical things don't just happen. Exactly. He needs to know what the science behind it is, what is going on. That's why he thinks it's, he's going crazy because there's no other explanation. And if he's going crazy, then at least, like, he can be comforted by the fact that there is some kind of rule and logic to what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jack's entire character arc is, like, you know, learning to accept things that he cannot explain. Yeah, Locke says, I'm an ordinary man, Jack. I meat and potatoes. I live in the real world. I'm not a big believer in magic. And I'm like, no, though? <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. This coming from the guy who couldn't walk a week ago? Yeah. Like, literally a week ago, yeah. Literally a week ago. And he's saying this is a special place, and everyone feels it, and maybe everything happens for a reason here. And you're like, wow, is that fate versus free will? Wow, is that a theme? Wow, cool, okay. So, like, I want to know what Meta thinks is so special about the island. Ooh, yeah. I have no, like, idea on it yet. Because it's just so magic island. It's so at the at the start, like even the like the beast thing and stuff like that, and now having Locke not being eaten by it in the previous episode just makes everything more complicated. And it seems like and like knowing that there's people eventually that live on the island and stuff, it's kind of like who knows? I I have I'm theoryless. At the moment, okay. Ex- except for okay, okay. they're lucky that they crashed there and not <laughs> on a non-magical island. Yeah, they really lucked out with the whole magic part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if lucky is the right word for some of them, but... It's not. <laughs> yeah. For some of them, it, uh, it is very lucky. But for others, not so much. Oh, I was about to say the thing and I was like, don't say the thing. There's so many spoilers. <laughs> what thing? About certain other characters and why it's magical for them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So then Jack is saying, what happens when I catch him? And Locke pretty much is like, I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I've never been oh. in this situation before. But I've looked into the eye of this island and what I saw was beautiful. Which is also another iconic line. More of your favorite eye imagery. Eye imagery also... I can't talk about this because it's spoilers. I know, I'm, we're thinking the same thing, though. Yeah, okay. Me too. I was like, wow, guys. <laughs> Me too, totally. So then Locke's like, anyway, I'm going to go get water. You go finish what you started. The leader can't leave until he knows where he's going. And I'm like, classic Locke line. Nice. It's deep AF. Nice, cool. So then what do we get? Are these our first Jack tears of the series, or did we have Jack tears before? I, I feel like we've talked about the jeers before. Yeah, but have we had any jeers? Possibly not. I don't these think might so. be our first Jack tears of the series. Oh my god, it's the first jeers. Oh, this is a monumental occasion. Let's just let's all just take a moment, you know? This is yeah. a big thing. There's this Tumblr gift set that I just really love about the jeers that sometimes just makes me cry. It's like that one saying that's like people don't cry because they're weak they cry because they've been strong for too long Mm -hmm. and that's just like the most jack saying in the whole world 
True. I love that saying so much. And I'm always like, it's so Jack. <laughs> I'm going to cry about it now. I just love him. Okay. Like, sometimes Jack really annoys me, yeah, but I was other times... Say, I've never heard anyone say that about Jack before. <laughs> <laughs> but other times, like, when people are mean to him, I'm just like, please, that is my child. He's doing Don't his touch best. him. <laughs> Don't touch him. It's like siblings. When someone else picks on your sibling, it's like, uh, no, no. Yeah. I'm the only one allowed to make fun of them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do not touch him. Do not do not be mean to Jack. Like people who like don't like the show are just like Jack sucks. Like I can <laughs> I love the show, so I can be like, ugh, Jack sucks. But people who don't like the show say Jack sucks, and I'm like, excuse you. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. Exactly. Do not. Jack <laughs> Jack is the best main character of this generation. Ugh. Which is not true, but I need people to know. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, oh, buddy. So then, this is interesting because the way he knows that his dad is behind him is because he hears the ice again. So that was a transition in between one of the uh, uh, the flashbacks. And I love that when they do that sort of thing where it's like you hear something and then the flashback starts. Which is something that we heard pilot, beginning of Pilot Part 2. Mm-hmm. Charlie is, like, uh, tapping his ring against the, the chair. Do you remember this? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then it turns to the, and then we hear the whoosh, and then, yeah. So, I like when they do that. Film school, Robin, yeah. what's that called? Uh, it's either called an L-cut or a J-cut, but I never know which one is which. It's a, when the, when the sound leads into the next scene, it's a J-cut, because the sound comes first, so it literally makes a J in your editing. Right. Row. That. Letters. Half point. Yay. <laughs> you almost um, did it. So then Jack gets a torch and finds the caves and there's water there. And then this is another really silent scene, but it's important to watch. That's why, like I said in, scenes, in like episodes before, because I hate it so much when you're watching Lost with somebody and they're on their phone and you're like, this is a visual show. Watch the show. Watch, listen, learn. All your senses must be on this, please. I actually, it's, it's funny because I had such a hard time taking notes on this episode because right. mm-hmm. I kept like having to pause it to write mm-hmm. because I was mm-hmm. like, I, I can't miss what I'm looking at next. Cause maybe I have to write about exactly. it. Exactly. There's just like a deep need to just watch it and pay attention and experience the show. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Ugh. an actual experience. Oh, I've been looking forward to this day for so long. <laughs> I get to say nice things about lost. It's nice to say nice things about a show for once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, or, like, a majority of the nice things. Sometimes yeah. we can say mean things like, Hurley, please. Chinese people? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, Sawyer, please. <laughs> don't don't talk about terrorists. Yeah. Sawyer, please, with the racism and the sexism. Please stop. Yeah. And then other times we're like, cool. Good. Most of the time. Yeah. I would say 75%, if not more. There's no, the, the salt to sweet content, the sweet is much higher. Yay. Yeah. He finds a bunch of dolls in the pool, and there's just a there's a whole lot of them, and find there's a piece of the plane, and then he finds the coffin. Why the he hell are there the dolls? I know I have um, dolls I, question mark in my notes. That's not that's not really um, discussed again. It's pretty much just like that was another thing that was in the holding part of the plane. Oh, a shipment of dolls or something. Yeah, like, that's not really... I mean, it's kind of foreshadowing. I I find it really interesting that between... Like, Jack is kind of going crazy in this episode in that sense. Like, chasing his dad and stuff. So he's kind of, Mm -hmm. like, running into the middle of nowhere. Um, But 
the past four episodes, they've been being completely afraid of this jungle, which is why they're, in that sense, not very smartly making tents on the beach, which really, if you're lost on an island, you should seek shelter in the shadow mm -hmm. and, you know, away from the tide and stuff like that. But they don't because there's something running around and polar bears and whatnot. But between, after he has his conversation with uh, with Locke and before before he finds the doll and is kind of like weirded out by it, he doesn't seem to be afraid of the jungle. And that always, that put a question mark to me because I was like, I, I want it to be because Locke just was so soothing and his conversation mm -hmm. just calmed him down so much. But on the other hand, I was, I was, like, questioning why all of a sudden he's not, like, constantly looking around for this thing to eat him. Because he watched, he was one of the people who actually watched the pilot being, like, killed by it. And was chased mm -hmm. by it and stuff. So I was like, why are you not afraid? Especially in the dark, in this jungle. I was like, you should be slightly scared. But. He's like, I am preoccupied. Yeah, like, maybe that's the sleep deprivation. If it's really, like, messing with his brain, maybe, like, the fear button just isn't there anymore. Maybe. And because yeah. he's already afraid of something else, it's kind of like, you can't be afraid of two things at a time. Yeah, yeah he has to pri prioritize which one he's terrified of, and right <laughs> now it's, like, his own brain. Yeah. And I just and I just like to believe that Locke was, like, had such a nice conversation that it was just like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. I'm cool everywhere now because he called the island beautiful, so... It must be. Whatever. Uh, he opens the coffin and nothing's in there. And then my next note is just Jack smash. So there's that. I like it. Cool. Jack comes back and he gives his big speech. Iconic speech. Iconic. In the whole show, this is the most iconic speech. Yeah. Pretty much, though. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, knowing that. Because I was hoping that this speech was going to show me that there's some really nice inspirational speeches coming, but... Oh, there are. Guess not. Oh, there are. Yeah, there this are. is just like one of the one of the things that it's one of like live together, die alone is one of the main themes and comes back over and over again. And the season two finale is called live together, die alone. Like mm -hmm. it's just a big deal. But there are some incredible speeches. For example, um, I believe in uh, the episode in season one, it's called in translation and it has a lock speech that I right. did for acting class because I love that speech so much already had it memorized. And there's also the one where Rose claps back at Jack and goes, if you tell me live together, die alone one more time, Jack. Yeah, exactly. That one's a really good one. Looking forward to it. My other favorite one, one of my other favorite speeches, it's not, it wasn't a speech because it wasn't to a bunch of people, but it was a monologue, is in season two. And it's a character we haven't met yet talking about a hypothetical like you're not sure if he's a bad guy or a <gasps> is good it guy and he's so yeah you remember this this yes! that i'm talking about yes! oh my god yeah it's incredible and so he's talking about this hypothetical like well if i was bad these are all the things i would do and this is the plan that i would do um and so where i sent your friends might be really bad for you because this is what would have happened if i was bad and then ends it, it with being like anyway yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's one of the most chilling speeches in TV history. 100%. Yeah, like, this speech basically, like, works as the big jumping off point and, like, the thematic framing for every other speech that's gonna get made on this show. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, three phrases that people remember from the show, and it's live together, die alone. Um, we have to go back! Walt, and we have to go back. Yeah, it's those three. What was the second one? I missed it. Walt! 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 
Gotcha. So Jack says, what if no one comes and we can't be every man for himself, which fun fact. Mm-hmm. Bing, bing. Sorry, sorry. I just went bing, bing. Let's just do the uh... bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong. There's an episode in season three called every man for himself. Bam. That's it. That's the full fun fact. That was a great um, fun fact. But he's saying, I found water. If you don't want to come and help bring the water back, find another way to contribute. But if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. Chills, man. It's a big moment. Yeah. It's a good speech. It's a good speech. I I enjoyed it. At the very end, he's saying he needs to take care of a few things, and he reveals to Kate that his father died in Sydney, and she says, I'm sorry, and he says, I'm sorry, too. (sighs) Oh, Christian Shepherd. That was a plane full of people with some literal baggage. (laughs) Literal baggage, yes, indeed. Okay, so moving into flashbacks, our first thing is Jack's eye, except it's little Jack. This is our very first episode to start with a flashback, so that's interesting. Oh. Jack is on the ground, and they're beating up Mark Silverman, who comes back, so remember Mark Silverman, except they come back as adults together, and they're cute, and they're best Ooh, friends. Oh, fun. Oh, boy, I'm not gonna remember Mark Silverman, I promise you that. <laughs> Guess what? I'll remember Mark Silverman for you. Thanks, boo! You're welcome. They're saying, if you stay down, or if you leave, we won't beat up you also, Jack. And, of course, Jack is like, well, that sure isn't fair. And maybe this is why Jack and Mark Silverman get to be best friends forever. I mean, I think so. You go through something like that, it bonds you together. Yeah. Especially when you're kids. Yeah, like knocking out a a mountain troll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a really good reference and I liked it. Thank you. Also, I feel like the modern day equivalent would be like you and your squad going in when someone insults you on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) here's a question that i have that i don't think is ever answered and i don't think it's super relevant but i still wonder it why are they beating up mark silverman and not jack shepherd that's a great question like i i legitimately i don't have any theories i think it's just something that we have to believe maybe they were like afraid of christian like people with really with people with really influential parents like their parents will know those things right and be like don't touch that kid or something i don't know That's a good theory. Sort of, but they do end up hitting him in the face anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We meet Christian Shepard officially, and he's, like, the most Slytherin man in the world. Like, he's he's a Lucius Malfoy Slytherin. 100%. Yep. 100%. Jack has a black eye. He's just the biggest Gryffindor ever. (laughs) This is, like, the black family in Sirius. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Christian is telling the story about how he operated on this boy with a bad heart today and he ended up dying, but he, he's okay to come home and eat dinner with his family because he can just let stuff go, which is Jack's whole thing is that he cannot let, let stuff go. And so it's hard for Jack to be a surgeon. Cause I think anyone who has any measure of actual empathy would not be able to just shake stuff like that off. Mm -hmm. It takes a toll. And the way, Robin just kind of summed it up was way nicer than the way that he yeah. he says it. Because yeah. I, I literally wrote, dad is way harsh, worse dad. 
Poor right? dad. Like, he makes it about, like, himself. He's like, well, you know, my day was hard enough, and then you got into a fight. I'm supposed to be able to come home and relax, and now I gotta deal with being a parent? Well, and then, Ugh. what he says after that and stuff, I was like, who tells their kid that? Like, worst, right? worst dad. Worst dad. Yeah. Ever. Like, how old is Jack? Like, eight? Yeah. He's something little. like that. Yeah. My guess is, like, well, he looks a little older. Maybe 13. Too little to be hearing things like that from his father. Yeah. I think no one should ever, not even if you're an adult. No. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's just mean. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. It's mean and it's destructive and it absolutely made Jack who, the person he is. Totally. Because I feel like Jack looked at Christian and was like, I want to be nothing like you while I become exactly you. Exactly. He was just like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to do what you do, but, but better. better. Yeah, I'm going to become the better version of you and prove you wrong. Yeah. He's saying, I have what it takes. Jack, you do not have what it takes. Because he's, ugh, I, Christian Shepard. is worse dad. He's just not great. And I was trying to think, like, what are the good things about Christian Shepard that I know Mm. of the whole series? Great name. Great name. I will never forget that name. He's just, like, the most biblical yeah. He has a nice house. Yeah. He does, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think... He's good at being a bad guy. Yeah. He, like, there's not a whole lot of nice things I can say about Christian Shepard. You don't want to be a hero. You don't want to try and save everyone. Because when you fail, you just don't have what it takes. Which is literally Jack's problem. Especially in this episode. Jack's, yeah, Jack's entire life thing is, yes, I can. I will if save I everyone. If I try real hard. I will fix, I will save everyone, I will fix things, and I won't let go. Jack's whole, those are Jack's three biggest weaknesses. Has to save everyone, has to fix everything, can't let go. And the problem but, is, is, like, it's not that that's not a bad, like, it's not a bad thing to, to teach your children that that's a thing. Because it, mm-hmm. it's, it is the truth. And you can't save everyone, especially, and I mean, even The Hundred, again, is talking about that as a theme right now, like, save who you can save today, but also you can't save who doesn't want to be saved and stuff like that. Yeah. But the way he just tells him that is just so wrong. I'm like, had you had just, like, set him down and, like, told him this all nicely, then maybe Jack wouldn't be this way. But mm-hmm. he, he said it in such a way that Jack wanted to prove him wrong his entire life, and it's now just, like, ingrained in him. Yeah, it's like Jack took it as a challenge. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you said I can't do the thing? I'm gonna do the thing. I will destroy myself in the process. The next flashback, we get to adult Jack. And this is the first episode that has a flashback featuring both young and older versions of their character. Mm-hmm. Does that mean there's he more? Learns- yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun. We learn that his dad has gone to Australia. His mom's name is Margot. Hey, I have a question about Margot. Okay. Why the hell didn't Margot go get her own husband? Um, she lazy. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't like flying or something. I don't know. Like, she puts all this responsibility on her son and she doesn't do anything. She could have gone and got him. Probably. Shade, Margot. Shade. She's saying he's not coming back this time and that you need to go get him. And he's saying, I haven't talked to him in two months. He doesn't want me to bring him back. Trust me. That one of his friends. He doesn't have friends anymore. Why do you think that is? He was right about you. Right about what? 
You don't understand the pressure that he's... I understand under pressure. Jack, please, you know how he gets. He doesn't... He won't take care of himself. You have to go after him. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't? You don't get to say, I can't. Not after what you did. You bring your father home, Jack. And he's like, I can't, I can't, and... What? I think, yeah. <laughs> My favorite do? part of podcasting is when Robin kind of, like, gets lost in her own notes, and she's not sure what she wrote. And then this note is for spoilers, but I don't even know what it means. <laughs> See? Is it about, oh, is okay, it about I the, what it means. Is it about the what he does? Because I have, yeah. I have, what did he do, question mark, explanation mark, oh, question yeah. mark. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was, is that I was going to go into spoiler fresh section and mention all the things that he did, which is garbage. Once Jack is in Australia, we find out that the maids think he hasn't used the bed in three days. He didn't rent a car because there was an incident at the hotel bar and there was alcohol in his drawer. I'm sorry, sir, I should have Come on, said. what's that have to do with renting a Mr. car? Mr. Shepard. I don't think any rental agent in Sydney would lease your father a car in this condition. And then Jack's like, excuse me. It's, it, this is exactly the same thing. Is we say, I can talk badly about my dad, but you can't talk badly yep. about my dad. Yep. My father is the chief of surgery. Of course, sir. I apologize. It's like, there's a lot of chiefs of surgery in the world, and he's not <laughs> even the chief of surgery in this country. He finds pills, and he left his wallet, and nobody leaves their wallet places it just doesn't happen and yeah. go talk to the police and jack says where are you which i like when they do these things where they're paralleling flashbacks and the actual episode and gosh i just love the show i also wrote that i wrote that the transitions are really good and mm -hmm. like incorporate it really nicely yeah we learn because they're at the morgue uh his dad was found in an alley and he had a really bad heart attack because he drank too much alcohol. And then Jack has to identify his own dad, and that sucks. Oh. Or as Robin said in her recap, yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Which yikes, yeah. Once he's at the airport, they won't put him on the plane because he doesn't have the proper documentation. And why don't you use a different character? Character? <laughs> carrier? Uh, and he's like, No. And then Jin is behind him being like, ahem, gosh. He pulled the dead dad card. Which is another thing that they're going to start doing now, which is like one of my other favorite things about this show, mm -hmm. is when you're in flashback and you're like, got it. You're like zoned into this one character and then you see a different character in the background. You're like, oh, heck yeah. What's going on there? That must have been a fun day for Daniel Day Kim on set. Just, stood there. Just stand back there, okay? Well, and it's so funny because it actually suits his like it's just so in character because that's his whole thing of being like it, it's right after the the moment where jack's jack kind of makes a scene by yelling mm -hmm. and you can just see how disgusted he is by the fact that this grown man <laughs> shouted in yep. an airport yeah and he's just he's just standing there judging and also it keeps me questioning where is she Right. Every time and I see you know that, what? I'm that'll like, be that'll be answered next episode. You can't know that. Oh, jeez. Sorry, but also I love that Jin is always the person who's like standing back from the drama, going, "Oh, oh, oh man." He's like, "I don't know what you're on? saying, but I'm sure it's interesting." Yep. 
The inflection of your speech is really cool. So this is another, like, Jack gets two speeches in one episode. This is also a really, really good speech that Jack gets to do. Mm -hmm. um, this is just a great speech for an actor to do in general. I want you to listen to me, okay? Because I'm asking you a favor. Chrissy, I'm just standing in front of you in, in the same suit that I'm wearing to my father's funeral, and I'm asking you a favor. In 16 hours, I need to land at LAX. And I need that coffin to clear customs because there's gonna be a hearse waiting there. And I need that hearse to take me and that coffin to a cemetery. Why? Chrissy, why can't I just bring him to a funeral home and make all the arrangements? Why can't I really take my time with it? Because, because I need it to be done. I need it to be over. I just, I need to bury my father. I feel really bad for him, I'm not gonna lie. Like, his dad was never good to him, and that's why he needs it to be over? Yeah. Oh. It's not even that he's, like, sad that his dad died. It's that he just needs to get rid of it. Yeah. And I bet you, like, kind of meeting his mom for that moment and, like, by her making him go all the way to Australia and stuff like that, it you kind of know that she probably had no part in planning and arranging a lot of things. He probably mm -hmm. had all these things that had to be arranged for his sudden funeral just, like, shoved on his shoulders, mm -hmm. which is even sadder. And then he never even end up ended up getting to the funeral. Yeah. They didn't even I guess get to neither have it. did his dad. And now, mm -hmm. and now, what's Margot thinking now? Boy, bet you should have gone and got your own husband. <laughs> oh, I think. Oh, it, well, his speech in in the sense, I, I'm a very by the book person, so mm -hmm. to me, it's like it's really sad, and I do feel for him. But the fact that he then then ends up on the plane with not the proper documentation for a dead body crossing international <laughs> borders, like, right. slightly grinds my gears. <laughs> and I'm like, I still feel sorry for you and this whole situation and everything else, but, like, how did you get on the plane? And, like, that is not okay, and that's why airplanes are sketchy. And that's why- and Right? Like, Chrissy did not do her job this day. There's just a dead body on the plane with you, and no one knows it! And, like- Ugh. And, that's, and, like, who knows what kind of document... It could have been super simple documentations, because they don't really talk about it. Like, maybe they just needed an autopsy report, or, like, who knows. Yeah. Right. But it's, like, that's a dead body you're crossing. I was, like, I was like, what if his dad had been a drug runner? And he's, like, no, I just really need to get this cocaine across the border. Like, please, Chrissy, like, help me out. I, I need to get this stuff out of my hands. And she's just, like, okay. <laughs> like, please, Chrissy. <laughs> Can you just do me this solid? Please, Chrissy. So, be a bro. Yeah, that, that's my note. Being like, okay, well, that's kind of unsettling, but... <laughs> the legalities of airplane travel on a fictional airline. Yes. I love it. And then, I mean, I have... I have by Once you figure out that this coffin is empty, I have island question mark and alive Ooh. question mark. Ooh. Ooh. Because, I mean, Locke can walk again, so I'm sure that he could be alive, really. <laughs> you were just <laughs> I think Brittany needs to walk away for a while for a second. <laughs> okay, but the best part is that half of this stuff I don't remember. So when we get to the spoiler section, I make Robin remind me of all of the things that I cannot remember. <laughs> I've also that's another with the whole like I, I read ahead. I have so far been really good at not just kind of staying for the yeah. for the part. Right. I, I've skipped it every time because I've I want to make sure that the view gets 
counted, so I, I right. skip to the like last five seconds of the podcast to make sure it's actually a full like I have watched it and that your view count goes up. Oh, and, um, you're so nice. <laughs> and because you guys do your outro again anyway, so it's like so far so good. Right. But I've been strong enough to like skip the spoiler section, so I'm like, we'll see how long that that stays. <laughs> That's great. And like we talk about a lot of stuff from season six, so honestly, you pro- you probably just be really confused. Yeah. Because <laughs> half the half the people we talk about haven't even showed up yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just mm-hmm. know Juliet and Ian's character mm-hmm. because they're like my fan faves. favorites. They're yeah. my faves. And she, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. something. She, Elizabeth she Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. She acted in a show called Revolution uh-huh. for two seasons, which I I'm very upset. A lot of J.J. Abrams shows that I really like get canceled. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. or like they get cut short, and it really annoys me. And Revolution was one of them. Person of interest. Now it's time for our favorite line awards. So for this episode, my favorite line goes to Charlie Pace for. I wouldn't worry, love. I mean, you tell me. Who would you rather meet in a dark alley? Whatever's out there, or that geezer with his four hundred knives. <laughs> I mean, who packs four hundred knives? Personally, I can only have space for two hundred, three hundred at most. <laughs> Good quote. Great quote. It's very Charlie. Yeah. Trying to, like, brighten the mood. Oh. I loved soft Charlie. My sweet summer child. Like, he's, he's just, like, so nice and kind, and you're like, yes, this is exactly who this character should be. Yeah. And my favorite line goes to Sawyer for... You're in my light sticks. Light sticks? What the hell is that Light, comma, sticks. As in those legs of yours. None of those words sound real anymore. My favorite line goes to Jack for his iconic one. But if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. And I'm excited to hear it more often. Yay! That was such a good choice. That was a perfect choice. Now we're going to move into a few segments that we have. So some of the themes that there are are light and dark. So we kind of wanted to talk about the the fact that Christian is wearing a black suit with white sneakers. So that's a light and dark thing. That's like the big one that I picked out this episode. Did you guys, can you guys think of any light and dark? It's not actually light and dark, but I like the fact that the flashbacks, flashbacks versus Jack's most of his memories were blue versus orange, mm-hmm. which is huge in cinema and everything, and especially mm-hmm. the one where he starts having the torch, so when it gets closer to revealing what his dad is, what is happening to him, that, that right. last flashback is super, in, in the airport, is super blue to him holding an orange super torch. Blue, yeah. So, yeah. that I, I liked, that back in 2004, that was a thing already, yeah. because that was so long ago. It was, though. It was, what, that's kind 13 of. years? Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. Talking about the cutting from the flashback to the scene where he's holding the torch just made me realize that I laughed when Jack pulled that log straight out of the fire because I was like, that's gonna be hot. <laughs> that's it so though. heat, huh? Yeah. Or the, or the little perfectly placed holder that he puts it in when he opens the coffin. Just on yeah. Because it's on screen and he just like, you can see it that they tried to like hide it in rubble, but he just like sticks it straight up. Props to the props department. Yeah. Yep. I want to start a new segment uh, that we're going to do every episode that Uh Sarah sort of started last episode, which is just called Man of Science, Man of Faith. So 
she seemed to have like a bunch of examples of who could be the man of faith and who could be the man of science in these episodes. So mm-hmm. I was thinking like man of faith in this episode, clearly Locke is mm-hmm. usually one of the men of faith. Jin says I have faith. Mm-hmm. I also feel like Charlie might be one just because he's talking to Claire as if don't worry. Oh, yeah, I would say so. Does, is anyone else thinking of any men of faith? The only time that, um, in that sense, like, Sawyer mentions, I'm optimistic, it will rain eventually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's not as much, like, it's more, like, universal faith instead of, like, like, spiritual type faith, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Men of Science, Jack is usually one. It, it kind of feels like Boone might be one. And of course, I'm, I'm just naming male characters because they were important in this episode. Of course, you know, the female characters can also be the be part of this. Um, I'm trying to figure out where... I feel like... Do you think Kate and Saeed would be on the science side this episode? Yeah, I was just about to say, I feel like Kate is actually always on the man of science side. Almost, yeah, usually on the oh, man of science Unless side. it's um, her blind faith in Jack. Yeah. Um, which is a really common thing for her. Like, she always believes, like, Jack's gonna come back. Jack is gonna fix it. Everything's gonna be fine. So, like, she's always man of faith when it's about Jack, but on everything else, she's man of science. The next one, which, this one isn't always applicable, so it's really exciting when it is. So, this is uh, (laughs) Sawyer's book corner, or, like, Sawyer's book club, or, like, Sawyer's Sawyer's literature party. I don't freaking know. Either way, this episode, okay, Sawyer's always reading. Sawyer's reading stuff all the freaking time because Sawyer's a book nerd and that's something else that I love about Sawyer. It's a tiny detail about Sawyer. Sawyer's this badass dude. He's like, I'm a redneck, but also the man loves to read. And that's so- what my thing was. You know how I said that in my in my notes I had Sawyer's character keep surprising me? I think it oh, was with reading, reading the book yeah. and then his, his interactions just coming up after that because he seems to kind of, reading puts him in a slightly better mood, mm-hmm. which means he's not as like rudely shorthanded. He's kind of more like ironically or funny shorthanded and then i mean he turns back into his old self yeah but um no that's what that was about yeah Mm -hmm. this episode sawyer was reading watership down it's a novel by richard adams and it was published in 1972 it uh, i'm just reading this off lostpedia it is often seen as a social commentary done using a group of rabbits as the main characters and chronicling their search for a new place to live after they narrowly escaped the poisoning and excavation of their warren by men. So usually when they put um, things that Sawyer's reading in, it's usually for a reason. And that's another thing that I love about the show. Mm-hmm. The thematic statement of the episode can always be found in what either Sawyer is reading or Hurley is listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there's, uh, there's a few things that happen that we learn about this book in particular um later this season but we can't talk about it yet it's a really sad book also rabbits robin rabbits what rabbits what oh rabbits yeah i was gonna say that'll make sense next season I was going to say in the similarities and shared themes thing, it says the protagonists of the book are rabbits, which have become a recurring theme on the show. Yeah. You kept saying rabbits and I thought you were saying my name and I was like, what? (laughs) Your name is rabbits now. Especially this episode. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else in here that's super relevant. Establishment of utopian social community, kidnapping and rescuing members, psychic abilities, the feel, the theme of, feeling uprooted from home and the ongoing search for a new place. Actually, all of this sounds like Lost. Yeah, I know. Utopian community. 
I'm not sure if I can, I don't know, if, but I'm pretty sure the rabbits get, a lot of them also get killed because of a flood mm. in, in the book, which mm -hmm. is interesting that they die from too much water, and the, the characters on the island are facing death for lack of water. Right. In this episode. That's it's not a, it's not a, it's not extreme, but yeah. they are all thinking about it. And so I just thought that was funny because I'm pretty sure there's a flood that kills off mm -hmm. a bunch of characters in the book. So I was like, huh. And you 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 brought up uh, a little bit ago about the tide and mm -hmm. later this season they do have to start moving all of their things because the tide starts to come, so that that might also be a reference. I'm excited because that is more realistic island survival mm -hmm. which I'm like, the fact that I'm they're like... not all in the jungle is insane Ooh, in the 1978 animated movie the opening scene focuses on a close-up of the lead character's eye <gasps> in the novel a doe knows she's dying and leaves the group to do it away from them live together die alone concept the cartoon they... is no less sad yeah i know right? oh man there's a whole freaking lot of this that we're going to talk immediately after. In this I was going to say, the okay. best part is that I have no idea what she's talking about either. So the last thing here is that we have this space for anyone who's listening to this to send in clips of them either watching or talking about. Like, like feel free if we've missed something to send in something. Even if you're listening to this way in the future when we've, we're on season three, go ahead and send us things about this episode because we'll totally air them <laughs> later yep um what we have right now is actually a clip of meta uh, <laughs> um watching the cliff scene and it's great so enjoy that cue the mysterious fog which means something bad's gonna happen yep he's alone chasing his imaginary dad fog Inconveniently placed cliff. Of course. Yup. That was gonna happen. Jack in a pickle? Of course. Who's gonna be there? Is it John? Is it John? Yes, it's John. John Locke to the rescue. He's pulling everybody's weight. Saving the protagonist, fetching boar meat, being a dad to Walt. John Locke wins MVP. Yeah, so if you're interested, go ahead and send us a clip. You can send it to aficionadospodcast at gmail.com and we will air it. Please stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing these episodes within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we'd like to talk about that show too. You can follow The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Patreon where you can donate at The Aficionados. That's all our social media handles, including Tumblr as well. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N 
IA with an underscore at the end. We want to give a big thank you to Meta for joining us for this week's episode. It was so much fun. She's so smart. Yeah. Thanks. I had a good time. I was nervous, Yay. but it went pretty good. So it did go good. You did a great job. Yeah. If you ever want to start a reoccurring guest, give me a ring. We will. That's probably in season actually. two. Yeah. That's a super great idea. Yeah. You won't be joining us in the spoiler section. Is that correct? That is correct. Next episode, we will be discussing episode 106, House of the Rising Sun. And joining us will be my cousin Jillian. She's on Twitter at GGAnts. And um, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, we're it'll, gonna... be, it'll be incredible, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so much of it is going to have to be cut because it'll be NSFW. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. She's a very extra human, but it's going to be really fun. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye, love you, bye. bye. That was I like that this has become a theme. Do you think that tune is copyrighted? Well, I thought we decided that it probably it was, but not if we sing it. Probably. Yeah. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the rest of the stuff in this Watership Down thing. Okay. Okay, so we've got, in the story, the concept of death is symbolically represented by a black cloud. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yep. There are numerous references to female rabbits having difficulties carrying their chil- their kittens to term. Oh, okay. So that's, re- that's, uh, that's relevant. Mm. It's just oh like God. the whole reason Juliet came to the island, but you know. Yeah. Did they get the entire idea for Lost, like, from this book? I don't even know. Oh, and then, uh, this story explores the themes of exile, survival, heroism, political responsibility, and the making of a hero and a community. Wow. Yeah. Lost creator J.J. Abrams also gained exposure to the works and teachings of Joseph Campbell while attending blah blah blah. Okay, so, so J.J. Abrams knew what he was doing. Got it. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna make a TV show about this book, but it's not gonna be the book. Okay, so I'm gonna start with my spoilers. Here we go. Okay. First of all, Charlie says, I can't swim. What what is that about? Charlie can swim. Charlie's a liar. He's just a, he says he's a coward. In the first, in the first, sorry. In the second episode, Charlie calls himself a coward. Uh And this is kind of an example of that because Charlie can swim. And we know from the episode Greatest Hits and beforehand, Charlie volunteered. One of of his greatest hits is, I'm really, (laughs) I'm really serious about this. One of Charlie's greatest hits is learning how to swim with his dad, I think. I'm pretty sure it was his dad. And he volunteers to go down to the looking glass because he's a strong swimmer. Right, of course. The entire concept of not Penny's boat. So either they were like, oh, Charlie can't go because he can't swim. I don't know. And then later they were like, actually, Charlie can swim. Or they're already like, bet Charlie can swim, but he's just doesn't want to go out there because he's scared. Which, I like, I'll buy either one. Either one is plausible. Yeah. The next one I had was that Sawyer asks Shannon for $5,000 and says that she's probably good for it. But we know from her episode in season two that she's not. She's so... She doesn't have anything. And that's why she has been playing Boone, getting him to give her money because Sabrina, Boone's mom, wouldn't give her anything that she got from her dad's will yeah so that's just that's a thing just because she acts prissy doesn't mean she has stuff exactly and that makes me extra sad knowing that because then she 
Like, I don't know if Shannon thinks that Sawyer, knows if Sawyer is serious or not. She just doesn't want to owe Sawyer anything. Like, maybe the reason why she doesn't take the thing is because she's like, I don't have $5,000. Yeah, that and, like, she's like, I would rather die of, like, sand flea bites than owe Sawyer anything. Yeah, true. The next thing I had was from the uh, flashback. She's talking about what he did, like, what Christian did. Yeah. And we know what he did. Do you want to remind those of us who might have forgotten? (laughs) Sure. Just, like, you know, just, like, as helpful for, like, you know... People listening, definitely not for sure. me. Of course, of yeah. course. So pretty much what happened was Christian is an alcoholic, and at one point he went uh, to work. He was called. He was he was on call uh, for the hospital, and he came uh, having had quite a few drinks at lunch, and someone ended up dying because uh, because he was drunk. Yeah, and so. Instead of covering for him, Jack decided to... Do the right thing. Um, do the right thing, tell them what happened, and his father's license was taken away, which was the right thing to do, but also sent him spiraling even further. And, like, basically ultimately led to his death, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy, I would never want to be Jack. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jack goes through a lot. But uh, the other thing that I had that kind of goes really well with that is that he's saying that the car company wouldn't rent him a car and he says my father is a chief of surgery but he says is and doesn't say was i wonder if they hadn't worked that out yet i don't know or maybe yeah. jack just forgot yeah <laughs> I then i added a spoiler thing for charlie's tattoo mm-hmm. i don't remember charlie's fingers still say late hey yep when does he change it to fate uh, it started as fate, and he changed it in the second episode. Oh, gotcha. Keep okay. Fate. Yeah. Oh wait, the comedy film. That's not what I wanted. Oh, also, the man in black is a dick. Yeah, yeah. This is all man in black. <laughs> like messing with Jack that badly that he thinks he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. What was his agenda there? <sighs> man like, in black's just trying to like. I don't even know. What was the point of messing with Jack like that? I don't know. It was probably just to tie him even further to the island, right? Like, just psychologically torture him. And then the next thing is just that Saeed is, like, interrogating Sun, and she's like, I don't understand, I don't understand, but we know that she does. Yeah, I was like, okay, Sun, like, we all know the jig is up. Yeah. Sawyer says, I made this birthday wish four years ago. That's a four. Oh, right. Oh, and then Jack is saying that it's a hallucination, like, in his personal, in his medical opinion, and we know it's not, which is kind of what we just talked about. Yeah, it's less of a hallucination, more of an evil thing trying to mess with him. Yeah. Uh, Locke says, I looked into the eye of the island and what I saw was beautiful. But we know there is an actual eye of the island. And that's, that's what I was trying to remember. Yeah. So that's where Jacob and MIB were taken to. Yeah. Where the light is in season six. And it's interesting that he says the smoke monster is the eye of the island because that's how the smoke monster was made. Like MIB was put into the light and that's how the smoke monster came out yeah so but he's not the eye of the island he just is some he he comes from the eye of the island he is something that like will always be on the island yeah which is like i i could see where Locke like obviously they hadn't planned out any of the jacob and mib stuff but you can see where Locke would Mm -hmm. be mistaken there yeah because he thinks that's the most mystical thing about the island so far uh, another thing is just that all the dolls in the pool uh, is kind of foreshadowing to the Virgin Mary statues. That's what I thought. 
Yeah, to, uh, like, later this season in the Nigerian plane and with the heroin and stuff. Yeah. And Echo. And then lastly, for the rest of my spoilers, this is going to be a really short spoiler section, but my last thing for the spoilers was that he says we have to land in LAX in 16 hours, and that's a 16. Oh, I never caught that. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more? Um, I was trying to remember... Um, who is the person drowning that Desmond goes to save? Claire. It, okay, so it's Claire, right? Yes. Okay. I could, I, it was just really bugging me, because I was remembering, like, when someone was drowning, I was like, oh, it's Claire out there. And then I was like, no, 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 Desmond's not here, that can't be Claire. Yeah, that's season three after he gets his, his, like, psychic abilities, and then yeah. Charlie's like, how did you know that? And he's like, I heard her. And he's like, you were like a mile in on the island. He's like, don't liar. worry about it, brother. Yeah. Brava. Brava. So once again, thank you so much for listening. This was a really short spoiler section. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble soon, and loads of other places at The Aficionados, including Patreon. If you donate to us on Patreon, we have a bunch of tiers with different donation levels. We will shout you out basically no matter what, I think. Um, yeah. for donating to us. Um, we said that was a $5 tier, I think, but, like, we just like talking about the nice people who help us, so yeah. we're just gonna put it on there anyway. I am hoarding a whole bunch of the hundred deleted scenes that I'm gonna put up as patron or Patreon-only, like, perks, so if you sign up, you will get to listen to me be dumb and Robin be much smarter than me, uh, except for <laughs> one time. Oh, when was that? Do you remember? I'm not telling you uh okay love you bye okay love you bye okay love you bye okay love you bye 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 look at me hey i'm talking to you